Fitness is back. We're back, Bench. And for, what, before we go any further, I want to apologize. Last week we got so carried away. We were in the new studio. We we're doing all these things, and we ran for 30 minutes. And we thought we were like, oh, right on time. Right at 30 minute. We're right at the 15 minute mark. We're done. We're, we're doing calculating. We, you probably heard about halfway. We were talking about the seconds that is counting. Our new counter is a little bit different. Um, and we ran for 30 minutes last week. So here we are. We're just having too much fun and ran double time on you guys. But welcome back, week two, season four, five, four, 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 <laughs> and we're here. Come on, what's up, Binge? I, I mean, one, do you listen back to old episodes for feedback? Is that what you do? Is it like a self-coaching moment or something? Is I've that done that before. Do? Yeah, come on. Yeah, you do that. Okay, that's cool. That's cool that you do that. I did the same thing and just, you know, always my own biggest critic. I'm just kidding. Actually, no, that's probably true. But you said halfway through, oh, we need to do the quick math conversion on the seconds. I think our timer here on GarageBand is in like half speed. So that's why it was 30 minutes instead of 15. But it was bonus content. I don't know. Maybe maybe people like that. Maybe we should do 30 minutes because it's not the freshman 15 anymore. I don't know. Colin's on a tight schedule today, though. I mean, it's no, no. It's impressive that we I was able to get on his calendar and be here today. But so far, so good, too, on the feedback on the new studio here in the basement. People are loving it. People are eating it up. But, Colin, why are you so busy today, man? Man, it's just doing it all. <laughs> I I had a slow start to the morning. My semester, as I shared a little bit last week, uh, was just a little bit different. So I have all my things in the afternoons, and all the mornings are slow, which has been really nice. It's it's a change of pace, and all the th- the whole pace of life is a little bit different. Um, but I, I love it. I get to sleep in. I prioritize the eight hours of rest in the after or in the mornings, um, er, as I sleep at night. And so the afternoons are just always packed and lunches and all the things, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, eight hours of sleep every night. Every night, that's what I'm getting I want to live in your world. That's just not feasible. Oh, it is. It's definitely feasible. I don't think it is. I think we should do a poll on that. I want to get. You know what? We should just go around in your tiny little microphone, and we'll go around Fountain Mall and figure out how much sleep a college student gets. I think eight, eight hours. Is how much sleep do you guys get? Come on. I, Eight is absurd. I think if you were to read some scientific survey, they would say you need eight hours, but nobody actually does that. People, you know, you just kind of get some caffeine and roll with the punches. Today, I was, I was showing something. Someone on my phone is like, dude, are you nervous? I'm like, no, it's just my caffeine, like coffee. But I don't know. Maybe I should sleep more. You've been telling me that for what? We've lived together for two years now. Today. I- You've told me that every single day. You should go to bed. You should go to bed. You should go to bed. And I never listen. And I'm still here. I'm still here. You're you're around. And we're all around. We we'll all make it. But I think that like the eight hours of sleep, I've never like felt healthier and more alive. Like uh-huh. I wake up and I, I wake up like when my body's ready now. Um, like today, I woke up before the alarm, which like doesn't happen. Wow. And Maybe you are the alarm. <laughs> you can't do that. I have a friend that goes to UD and he doesn't use an alarm because he trusts his body so much. Wow. He like he How literally. I don't have any idea. No, no. But yeah, this the idea of sleep. Everybody's getting sick around me, and I've been staying pretty healthy. Uh, and not even like I don't know. I just never felt healthier. So I think that eight hours is doing something. Maybe it's not everything, but it can't hurt. Come on, I think it's all about that <laughs> internal joy that you have that you carry yourself with. But um, yeah, we'll we'll leave that to the fans because I I don't. I'm not one to talk on what a good sleep schedule looks like. I'm just telling you what my schedule looks like. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I'm questioning the feasibility. Is that a word? Of sure. Your current model. 
But beside the point, that was already a good tangent. One thing I did want to bring up today, and we talked about this yesterday that we could talk about, is mastering the rush date, right? Or it doesn't have to be a rush date, but it happens a lot in college where you probably meet someone once, twice, three times in passing. You have a good 30-second, one-minute conversation with them. But eventually you get to a point where you sit down with them for 30 minutes. And at that point, what do you talk about? Like, how do you get past the basic, where are you from, you know, what, what what's your major? Like, how do you work past that? Colin, I think you are a, an expert with the one-on-one conversation and the conversationalist driving things. And um, the reason it's front of mind, too, is we've had some recruiting events going on for different organizations that we're part of. And, uh, you know, I think people get so bored with the, the typical cookie-cutter question I actually had a, uh, a lunch today with a buddy of mine named Thomas Morelli. Shout out to him. He is awesome. But uh, we've, we'd met several times in passing. We got to know each other a little bit, but he was so good at carrying that conversation today at lunch, and we had a great conversation, and so it had me fired up, and we'd already talked about this idea last night. So, Colin, how do you get past the small talk? How do you get to the good stuff? Oh, Benj, I think you're underestimating. I think you're uh, just just as good at it, but I think – it's not even just rush dates. It's whatever the meeting is, whatever the conversation has yeah. to be. And I I think that really it's not thinking ahead in the conversation. Like, well, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? Like, I don't know what I don't know. And, like, just being still in the moment. And they're like, hi, I'm from Nebraska. And you're like, Nebraska? Tell me about that. Like, what's in Nebraska? Um, and, like, yeah, exactly, just corn. Like the little corn kid. Have you seen that the little video about the corn kid? He's hilarious. You have to. Look, we'll put on the story. Uh, funny guy. Like the Cornhuskers actually hired him to do a little hype video because he's just uh, like the next big thing. But corn. And going back to the original point here, like the conversations. I think that it all just comes down to like genuinely caring about the person in front of you, and it should come from that. But if you're like worried about where the conversation's going, you're not worried about the person in front of you. Mm. And. Yeah, I, I think that there's not one right answer. It can be diving into whatever their passions would be. That's a good question I like to ask. It's like, what's your passion? Or like, what's what have you been thinking about? What's on your mind? Um, what are you excited for? And like diving into those things and allowing them to like get some, allowing them to think in a way they haven't thought in a while, you yeah. know? Um, because like at the end of the day, like the conversation is going to end, but you want to leave them with something that like they're continuously thinking about, not about you, but like that like forms them or leads them in the right direction as the rest of the day goes on, if that makes sense. That's good, Colin. And a lot of that is what we do here. I was waiting for you to insert the cliche Christian bubble catchphrase. Yeah. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's true, right? It's true. But a lot of what we do is that natural, organic, we don't script anything that we do here and not that... We have the best podcast ever because I was reading through the reviews. Probably not. And there were like three consecutive ones where we just got shelled. But um, what did one of them say? You remember? One of them said it's we're boring. It's they they we lose them in the first few minutes because we're boring. I don't. We maybe we talk about ourselves too much. I don't know. But you know, there's, there's gonna be haters. But <laughs> what can we say? There's, for every you know hater, there's a five star. But you know that, that's that's enough about us. But back to your point, I think so many people listen to reply. I think there's a difference between listening to reply and listening to respond. And it goes back to the active listening that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason piece. <laughs> I think that's so, so important. And because of that, I think people are afraid of silence in a conversation. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, a, a silence, a pause is powerful. And if someone asks you a question and you do know the answer right off the bat, it's fun and you can say, well, I think you can boil it down to three things, one, two, three. But it's just as okay to pause and really think about what someone asks you. And I think about the best conversationalists, the people like you, friends, teachers, the ones who are okay with a pause and they lean back and they, they think about what they're about to say. So it's okay to have a pause. So um, I really like that. The, also, go ahead. I think, yeah, the, the pause is the most important part because what's scary about a pause? There was another one. What's scary about the pause? There's nothing. Are you pausing right now? Like, is this... Yeah, there's there was a pause there. We're in the metaverse. <laughs> but like there there's nothing scary about that half second that I just took a breath. Because at the end of the day, like it's just a pause and you can think, you're allowed to think. You don't have to have the answer the whole time. And I've been I'm in an advanced public speaking class right now for one of my one of my courses. And the most powerful part of your speech is not the facts, not anything you're gonna say, not your persuasion. It's the pause. And like that's the most important part, and that's where like the point delivers or allows the audience to think. And I think if you boil it down to a conversation, that's the most important part for your li- like who you're talking to, but also like who you're responding to. Um, because like at the end of the day, it is a conversation, but if you're gonna sit down with somebody for half hour, an hour, longer, um, it's gotta be something that both parties are gonna leave with like, okay, that was great, you that's know? Good. People remember stories too. And that's, that's stories. We were talking about the other night, I, I forgot to pause before I started talking. Oops. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> People remember stories in the sense that, um, whether it's sales or whatever I did this summer, you know, people aren't going to remember the technical features, benefits yeah. of the product, but they will remember a successful use case story, and it helps them visualize how that works for them. But more than anything, stories are memorable, right? Like, are you going to remember the kid that told you he was from Nebraska or that he, I don't know, that he, he loves to hunt and he's, he's a bow hunter and he hunts every week? Like, you know, you're more likely to remember a story about something crazy that he did than yeah where he was from exactly not that you need to be memorable but like that definitely helps in all aspects of life like yesterday we met we met maybe 30 40 freshmen at a rush event and i remember one guy uh, who i never met before and it was because he talked about how like he had these big goals and he works out every day does cardio in the morning lifting in the afternoon and he talked about like these youtubers that he watched that were like big into that and like the big aspirations and his story of progression and like what goals he's shooting for um and or no one else was like sharing anything cool like that and you mm-hmm. like anybody everyone thinks about things that they're looking forward to or they have to do maybe it's the 4.0 or maybe it's that you want to be the next d1 quarterback here at baylor right. whatever it is in between like you have some sort of goal you're shooting for like talk about those things and like boil them down and make them interesting and then ask other people what their goals are mm-hmm. because like that's exciting and then that makes it super memorable because like it puts a story and a timeline on someone of like hey like I want to follow up with this guy. Like, if you want to do this big goal, let's get after it together, you know? Yeah. So. Let's start the podcast. But we don't say it, though, as we're these perfect people who haven't figured out either. Like, I remember when I was rushing organizations or just in social events where I had a really tough time bringing a voice that mattered. Oh, my gosh, so yeah. So it, it, it's just, I, I mean, this is helpful for me just to hear this because you know, <laughs> I, I, I struggle with it too sometimes. Yeah, like um, well, I was there last night and I was like, I remember coming to an event like this sweating hands clammy like I didn't know what to say what to do and like I didn't know a single person there except for you and probably it's very similar and it's just like how am I supposed to start a conversation what am I supposed to talk about and I think that like I'm still learning as well like I think sometimes we talk too much about ourselves or don't always or aren't always present with the person in front of us maybe it's like oh I do have 
five things come up after this and I'm off a hard stop at noon, but you can still be present till your hard stop or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember too, those events we'd go to and we just knew each other, but we worked together and we met different people and we split up. But I think it's a good segue to, to last week, how we talked about the girl who pointed out the shoes or maybe that was two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Last week. And it starts a conversation and that conversation develops to the, to the deeper level. So small talk's okay it, um, you know, to get your foot in the door. And one, th- one technique I like to use is a, a compliment. But you, a compliment, you, you have to mean it. You don't want to give a superficial comment or a compliment. You could say, I really love the jacket, if you love the jacket. But if you don't, don't say that. Or maybe you like the shoes. Or maybe you don't like either of them. And then at that point, you could step back and say, wow, this is a really wonderful event we're at today. What brings you here? And, oh, okay, that's great. What's your story? And then you get to that deeper level. So we're not yeah. hating... I guess I'm trying to say we're not hating on small talk or asking where you're from, but don't go from one surface level thing to the next. Like yeah. wherever you start, <laughs> just go all in and go deeper. Exactly. One of my favorite questions as we kind of wrap up here is, is what is the most fill in the blank thing? What's the most binge thing? And it really makes people think because last night I asked a guy, Chase, I was like, Hey, Chase, like what's the most Chase thing? And he's like, I have no idea. I never thought about that. <laughs> he like really paused, looked at his buddy, and didn't really know what to do. And he like really had to think about it. And then like he got excited talking about baseball, athletics, like whatever else. And it's like getting people excited what they're already excited about, but they aren't yeah. already. You know what I mean? Like they're not fired up. He wasn't fired about baseball whenever he came and shook my hand and was meeting a stranger. But like getting them excited about whatever they're excited about and like throwing it back, like, hey, Benj, like your shoes. Ben would probably throw it right back. Hey, I like your shoes. What's your story? Like whatever it yeah, is. Um, it seems a little forced, but I, I, forced. I see where you're yeah. going with this. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I love that. Or even uh, I had a chance to interview some people for some things, and I kept it at three questions. I asked one just to warm them up, a superficial topic, and maybe they're passionate about it, and it starts a deeper conversation. Interviewing for a business school organization. What's your favorite order from Rising Roll, the, 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 the cafeteria downstairs? And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I love it. You can't go wrong with anything. And it starts a whole tangent, and I love this, and I, I'm actually on this diet, and I love going here, and I love to eat, and I'm a foodie. Or maybe they say, I hate it. We need we need something else, and I, I love it. I'm not hating on it. But then it starts a conversation. Oh, well, what would you propose? What would you do differently? And you start to learn how they think. So that's my first question, the icebreaker, but it's a strategic icebreaker, and something everyone can relate to. Then two... What was the best day of your life? And so you can, I think you can find out a lot of pers- a lot from a person from that one question. And, uh, you know, it really, it's like you said, finding out what people are passionate about. I think that's a great question to do it. And third, uh, and it doesn't, you don't always have to ask this one, but I like to ask, what's the worst day of your life? Um, and it also tells you a lot about someone. And if it's something like, um, you, oh, there was, my, my, I got a pet frog and it ran away. Frogs don't run, they hop. But it's like, okay, that's kind of shallow. But yeah, you put a lot of thought I got you. It, you learn how someone thinks, you learn what clicks with them, and you learn what's important to them. So those are three, I like those. I like those. Hacks. Maybe that's my I, most binge thing is those three questions. <laughs> that's awesome. And I think like all those are super valuable and can be transferred from maybe you're talking to like somebody at church or maybe you're talking to like a rushing yeah. a fraternity sorority or maybe you're talking to a future employer, like yeah. the worst day at work, you're going to want to know what that looks like. Yeah. Um, is it like as an accounting student, like in the tax season or is it like uh, when you're closing uh, like a very small deal and you know you can could have done bigger, like whatever it is. But today's been awesome, Ben. We're wrapping up here. Do you think um, tax, when tax season is? It's in April, right? Nice. nice. Yeah. I was just yeah. We had we had the tax floods one year in Houston. Oh, wow. 
because uh, tax day had to be delayed because of the floods. Oh, but we were chilling. We were just like kayaking down the street. <laughs> but tune in this week um, as we're going to throw around the mini mic and see what the campus says about the sleep. Right. You know, let, let us know what other questions you have, too. So we'll ask about the sleep schedule, rising real order, best day of their life, worst day of their life. Any questions, any feedback y'all have for us. Come on. We want to hear it at Benj and Bass Instagram. Hit us up. But until next week, thanks again. This was Ben. And this is Bass. See y'all next week. Yeah.